Cass. Hey, what? Did you know that Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast? Tell me about it. <laughs> so it's free. You can go to the Anchor website, create an account, and you have all the tools that you need right there. So you can record in your browser. You've got transitions. You can upload your own MP3 files. There are, tra- uh, I already said transitions. <laughs> but look, I'm not computer literate like you are. I mean, you could just go in there and you got things going and I can't do that. You can with Anchor. You can go on. Um, I think you can download it either on your phone or on your desktop or you can just use it in your web browser and you can keep all of your files in one location and it creates an RSS feed for you, which you need. So it takes the responsibility off of you to contact uh, like Spotify and Apple Podcast, and it sends it out for you so that you are on all the platforms where people can get their podcasts, like Stitcher or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So you're pretty sure that I can do it? I think you can do it. Okay. Well, I'm going to try it. And and hey, listeners, if you're going to start a podcast, Anchor is the way to go. Anchor is the way to go. So go to www.anchor.fm and start your podcast today. Hey, it's Cass here, and we are cooking politics. And I'm running it solo. And there's so much stuff that's been going on that I'm just going to review what I've taken notes on. And I'm a little bit behind on it, so I hope you all can understand. Quote, insurrection, end quote. Saturday, May 15th, 2021, the Springfield News Leader ran an article. It said, Georgia first term. Republican Andrew Clyde stated, quote, let's be honest with the American people. It was not an insurrection, and we cannot call it that and be truthful, end quote. Further stating, the video feed of the writers looked like they were on a, quote, normal tourist visit, end quote. Wow. Wrap your brain around that. Okay, so then Arizona Republican Representative Paul Gozer portrayed the woman who was shot and killed by the Capitol Police as she tried to break through a door next to the House chamber as a martyr. Gozar also said Justice Department is, quote, harassing peaceful patriots across the country, end quote, as federal prosecutors file charges against hundreds of people who stormed the Capitol and participated in the riot. So much to unwrap there. I am so sorry that that woman who served for our country got caught up into this whole um, conspiracy crap. And she did get shot and killed. And we saw it all on film. And to be honest, if it were me as a cop and she was doing what she was doing, I would have done the same thing. I know that sounds cruel, but let's be honest. She was trying to break in. And I am so sorry, but she is not a martyr. She she was just a brainwashed person trying to break into our capital and disrupt the normal day of business. So, there was that. Um, Georgia Rep. Jody Heiss, H-I-C-E, said, quote, It was Trump supporters who lost their lives that day, not Trump supporters who were taking the lives of others. Seriously? Ouch. Okay. This 
congressional hearing to establish a bipartisan commission to investigate the January 6, 2021 insurrection was held on the same day that House Republicans voted to oust Wyoming Republican Liz Cheney from her leadership team. Cheney had voted to impeach Trump for telling his supporters on January 6 to, quote, fight like hell, end quote, to overturn President Biden's win. I am sorry. I don't care who you voted for. I mean, there was a lot of folks who thought that Trump stole the 2016 election and they did not storm the Capitol. They did not start all these conspiracy theories. Um, there's just so much. Un anyway, here we go. Other Republicans, some quietly, some publicly, have voiced their disagreement with their colleagues. Quote, I was there. What happened was a violent effort to interfere with and prevent the constitutional order of installing a new president. And as such, it was an insurrection against the Constitution. It resulted in severe property damage, severe injuries, and death. End quote. <sighs> Hate to say this because a lot of people are just in this guy. That quote was from Utah Representative Republican Mitt Romney. I have a lot of notes on the House. Um, statements made about people wanting to vote or not vote for a commission like the 9-11 commission that was established to investigate the January 6th insurrection. It's kind of um, creepy what some of these people are saying. But anyway, um, I've taken all of these notes and I've gotten behind on my podcast. But long story short, they did pass the vote to install this committee. And... There was a lot of bickering about the rules and everything, and the Democrats kind of conceded and met up with the Republicans and said, okay, it'll be a half and half, half Republican, half Democrat, and we want subpoena power and all that. So it took a while, but it did pass the House, so it looks like it's got to go to the Senate, and Mitch McConnell has already said that He's just not so sure about it. And then House Minority uh, McCarthy, Republican, he says that uh, no, no, we're no, no, we're not doing this. So it's kind of here's the thing. There's a lot of conspiracy theory. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of just intelligent people saying, "Hey, did some of the congressional?" leaders give special tours to cer certain people and show them what where the chambers were where this was where that was and explain and that's that's kind of scary because it's like you know if you're going to go on a tour of the capital you kind of want to know hey what's happening here what's happening there but then you have to stop and think about those people that tried to break into to the capital no they did break into it you have to think, oh my gosh, are there these people out here that are just going on these polite tours to learn history? And 
they aren't there for history. They are there to scope out the place, to see what they need to do where and where they need to strategically put people to overtake the capital? Question mark. I don't know. So, that was that. Um, the whole thing about Liz Cheney, that um, stinks. <laughs> and I'm not a big Liz Cheney fan by any means, but I'm just... And, not for whatever reason y'all want to think I, that I'm saying that for. That stinks. She listened to the facts and she came out and she said he, former President Trump, did incite this insurrection. So those Republican people who were all hunkered down, hiding, trying to save their own lives, scared to death. Who had formally come out and said, this is not right, we got to get to the bottom of this, blah, blah, blah. Then they end up going down and spending time with former President Trump at his place in, in Florida. And uh, then they come back and they say, no, um, it was not an insurrection. And yes, Liz Cheney needs to go. There's just all kinds of sad commentary that I can say about that as a woman she's did a rest and and um, she she voted majority with Trump but she was intelligent enough to sit back and review the facts and look at the videos and say yeah he did he did incite this insurrection which endangered all of our lives and could have corrupted our constitution, our foundation for our country. But politics plays into it. And so, oh my God, they ousted her. And that so stinks. Friday, May 14th, 2021, Republican Representative Elise Stefanik was elected to the number three spot that Republican Representative Liz Cheney was voted out of. Stefani defeated challenger Chip Roy, a Republican representative from Texas, by a 134 to 46 secret ballot vote. Which, here's another thing. Let's just back up a little bit. This whole thing about voting for ousting um, Liz Cheney was supposed to be a secret ballot vote, but Suddenly, last hour, things changed, and it was not a secret ballot. It was a roll call vote. So, everybody had to own up for their vote in person in front of everybody else so that the former president's followers could out anybody else who was not going to follow the former president's Here's something else that's quite interesting. A Colorado man suspected in the death of his wife, who disappeared on Mother's Day 2020, is also accused of submitting a fraudulent vote on her behalf for Donald Trump last November. Barry Morphew, I hope I said his name right, told investigators he mailed the ballot in on behalf of his wife, Suzanne Morphin Morphew, 
to help Trump win. Barry stated, quote, all these other guys are cheating, end quote, and he thought his wife would have voted for Trump anyway. Oh my gosh, how twisted is that? The man is accused of killing his wife. He's not been arrested for it yet. However, he applied for, apparently, and received and voted for Trump in her name because, quote, all these other guys are cheating, end quote. She's missing. She's presumed dead. They can't find her. He voted for somebody in her name because, quote, all these other guys are cheating, and he thought his wife would have voted for Trump anyway. That is so sick. I'm sorry. That's sick. You can't make this stuff up. I'm just telling you. Okay, we're going to move on to Missouri Datewide Database that provides physicians and pharmacists a per prescription history of a patient so that they can intervene with medical help for anyone who might be struggling with addiction. Missouri Governor Mike Parson says he supports this. According to the St. Louis County website, St. Louis County created a database after lawmakers failed to create one. They estimate that 85% of Missourians are already covered by their monitoring program. This includes Greene County and several other counties throughout the state. Senator Holly Rinder, a Republican from Sykeston, has worked on getting this law passed since 2012 when she was first elected to serve in the House. Republican backer Representative Travis Smith says this means state lawmakers have no control over what the default mon monitoring program for most of the state saying, quote, this allows us to drive the narratives, end quote. Some Republicans have been the primary dissenters saying these databases could be hacked and threaten patient privacy. Republican Representative Justin Hill, oh my gosh, I see his name a lot. He must be an up-and-comer. Anyway, he told colleagues on the House floor, quote, I'd be interesting to learn how many people in this chamber take antidepressants currently, antipsychotic meds, period. Because all of that's going to be in the database and the state has no business of maintaining, end quote. Okay, now we're going to move on to my favorite, the gas tax hike. I'm pretty sure if memory serves me correctly that Missourians have voted twice to not pass a gas tax hike. Most of us are pretty poor because we're a Republican state now. You know, they killed out the union. There's people, you've either got the rich or the poor. And Missourians voted against a gas, a gas tax hike. So, anyway, here we go. May 13th, 2021, Springfield News Later. Missouri voters passed an amendment to the Missouri Constitution in 1996, which requires all tax increases over a certain amount 
go to a statewide vote. Not one single general tax increase has passed since 1996. Okay. For the first time in 25 years, Missouri Republican-held legislator passed a gas tax. Yes, the gas tax that Missouri <laughs> voters have voted against that is projected to raise millions of dollars for the roads and bridges. Okay. The Missouri Department of Transportation, MoDOT, estimates that the state faces a $745 million annual funding gap for roads and bridges. Once this gas tax is fully implemented, it could generate more than $500 million annually for the state. Oh, well, there's... Let's do the math. We're still a little short there. The important thing to remember here, drivers could get a refund if they save their gas receipts and submit them to the state. This measure would also increase electric vehicle fees by 20% annually for five years with fees varying according to vehicle size. Okay, let's back up a little bit. The important thing to remember here, there's just this little clause in this whole article that says, we are mirroring the South Carolina law and so we're going to raise your taxes, but if you save your gas receipts and turn them into the state, we will reimburse you for that tax money. They are not saying that loudly to the lay people, but when all the businesses in Missouri get all upset because they're like, oh my God, you just raised our gas tax. You're killing us. What are you doing? They're going to go... Oh, don't worry about it. Just turn, save your receipts and turn them in. And we'll give you a tax credit. We'll give you your taxes back on the gas. They're not saying that to the 17-year-old that is driving to an after-school job while he's taking A-plus courses in high school so that he can jump ahead in college and get, you know, ahead in college. They're not saying that to the single mom who is trying to raise her baby, fight for child support or whatever, and doing her job and trying to raise her child. They are not saying that to the married mom who's working two jobs while her husband is working two jobs to try to pay the rent and the child care and buy food and clothes and school stuff they're not saying that to them. They are saying that to the big businesses that are going to call in and complain because, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? You put a tax on it. We can't afford this. Don't worry about it, big business. Just save your gas receipts. Turn them back in and the state will reimburse you. So there you go. That's Missouri. That's Missouri. I am so embarrassed, like so many other Missourians, to have been born and raised in this state. I am just, whatever. Here, that's where we're at. And then, they increase electric vehicle fees by 20% annually for five years. With fees according to vehicle size. Because didn't Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, didn't he just drive an electric Ford 150 electric truck. 
on national TV. And yeah, okay. More fees for electric cars. But hey, we'll tack on more if it's a bigger size. We don't want you off gas, Missouri. We want you Missourians to pay taxes that we give free to the gas companies. Whatever. Okay, we're not going to go. That's a whole new other thing. Anyway. <clears throat> Excuse me. The bill will raise Missouri's 17 cents a gallon tax by 2.5 cents a year starting October 1st until the tax hits 29.5 cents per gallon in July 2025. Okay. All right, let's just go here. In a 104 to 52 vote, the Missouri House passed this bill with 57 Republicans joined the Democrats in voting for this bill. 52 Republicans voted against it. Some representatives said the tax increase should be put on the ballot for the voters, but this proposal failed 102 to 48. I am so disappointed that apparently the Democrats pushed this through. I would have never thought that. But anyway, passed. So here's the main thing you got to remember. Save your freaking gas receipts. You got to mow your grass and buy gas? Save that receipt. You got a leaf blower and you got to buy gas? Save that receipt. You got a weed whacker and you got to buy gas? Save that receipt. You got a ATV that you get to drive down the dirt road and spin circles and put ruts in the road? Save that receipt. You have a boat that you're tooling around on the lake? Save that receipt. Turn it into the state. You can get your money back because what these representatives apparently think is that only the big businesses are going to be smart enough to bitch to them so that they get the go-ahead to just turn in their gas receipts and get their money back. That's how pissed off I am about this because we voted against it twice and said, no, we can't afford it. But poof, look. Look what they did. Okay, so there's that. Okay, I did a little thing on the Missouri lawmakers on the pandemic. There's an article, May 13, 2021, and, and I was just like, Spanish flu in 1918, 1919. PubMed.gov reports St. Louis was the most successful of nine of the nine largest cities in limiting the death to 11 from the Spanish flu through the use of public health measures during the first eight weeks. Second wave of cases increased the final death rate, but St. Louis still remained below that of other major cities. Public health officials say the lower death rate is due to early and rigorous ban on public gatherings. You know, we're going through the COVID thing. And they're just now saying we can take our masks off. We're like 50, maybe 60% vaccinated. People are like fighting other people because they wear masks. People are like screaming out conspiracy theories about the vaccine. Whatever. 1918, those people would have begged for a vaccine. 
The Kansas City area alone had 3,000 people die, much more than other cities in similar, similar in size to St. Louis. Kansas City politician Tom Pendergrass refused to shut down saloons and streetcars. He refused to um, mandate a mask, any of that business. So 50 to 100 million people worldwide died from the pandemic. And I guess, you know, looking at it in today's world, I don't know how many people worldwide died. I haven't researched that. But we've had over 560,000 Americans die this year from COVID. And then here we are bickering. Just today, I was doing my day job. And this gal said, one of my customers, hey, they are removing the mask mandate on Monday. Can you just wait? And I said, I don't care. I said, I'm going to keep wearing my mask. You know why? I'm outside, pawing. This keeps the pollen from getting up in my sinuses and giving me sinus infections or, you know, sneezing, itchy eyes, all that business. Which makes me feel miserable when I'm trying to do my day job. And during the winter, when everybody was coming to work because, oh, it's just a cold. Don't worry about it. I'm tough. I can do this. I can work through this. And because of my health issues... They come to work with a cold, and I end up catching their cold, going then into bronchitis, missing two weeks of work, and if I'm not extremely lucky, then I end up with pneumonia, which is a lot more time missing from work. So yeah, I don't care to wear a mask. This mask thing, I'm on board with it. I'm having fun with it. I don't care. You know, I make masks for every season, every month. Halloween, New Year's, Valentine's, Groundhog's Day, President's Day. I've got masks for everything. Right now I'm wearing Memorial Day masks and people are saying, thank you for wearing, you know, respect for the, our military. And I'm like, yeah, Memorial Day is more about military and loss of life than just a family barbecue. I, it's sad that I have to say that, but that's the way it is. And so then I've got masks with my dog's pictures on it. I haven't found one yet to where I can put my cow's pictures on it, but I'm working on it. And then I've got uh, Veterans Day masks. I've got masks for the 4th of July, because we all love the 4th of July. Let's, I mean, seriously. I'm going to keep wearing my masks. I don't care what you guys do. But if somebody tries to punch me for wearing a mask, I can punch back. I'm just saying. Anyway, that's all the notes I have for today. There's so much more I wanted to cover because, oh, yeah, I've got more politics that I have to cover. And I'm just going to start a new podcast for that because I need to edit this one and get it uploaded. And so let's talk about more sexual problems with politicians in our next podcast okay stand tall like a superhero and keep doing you until next time cast out